Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We are learning more bombshell accusations and revelations as another trove of legal documentation connected to Jeffrey Epstein and his alleged sex trafficking ring are released. In this fourth wave, there's mentions of videos, photographs, and a secret server. Trial attorney Rich Schoenstein comes on to break down what to make of it all. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime, Jesse Weber. So we've been closely following the release of all of these documents in the Jeffrey Epstein saga, bringing you what you need to know from thousands of pages of testimony, legal filings, and more. And this legal paperwork is all being released thanks to New York Judge Loretta Prescott, because she decided back in December that documents related to a defamation lawsuit filed against Epstein's accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell, could be released publicly, with most John and Jane Doe's being identified. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, of course, was the financier convicted of state sex crimes charges back in 2008 under a very controversial non-prosecution deal that saw him avoiding more serious federal charges. But he was arrested or rearrested years later on federal sex trafficking charges. And while he was awaiting trial uh, in 2019, he killed himself in his jail cell. As for Ghislaine Maxwell, she was convicted of sex trafficking-related charges in 2021, and she's currently serving a 20-year prison sentence. Now let's talk about Virginia Jufre, formerly Virginia Roberts. She filed that defamation suit against Maxwell in 2015 for statements that were made by Maxwell questioning Jufre's claims of abuse. This case was actually settled out of court, but there were still huge amounts of paperwork that were filed in the trial, or filed in the case, I should say. Media outlets, specifically the Miami Herald, have worked for years to get all this paperwork released. And now we are seeing it. But we want to remind you, and this is very, I always have to mention this, not everyone named in these documents is accused or guilty of nefarious or criminal activity. Okay, they could be former employees, they could be victims, they could be associates, even people just mentioned in passing during deposition testimony. But this new round of documents that was released on Monday It once again names some pretty high-profile people like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Richard Branson, and there are also mentions of photos and videos. Let me bring in right now trial attorney Richard Schoenstein, who knows a thing or two about very high-profile litigations. Rich, thanks so much for coming back here on Sidebar. It's been a minute. Jesse, my pleasure. My pleasure to see you. Let's, uh, I don't even know where to be. You know what, before we even get to what was released in this latest batch. And there's a lot to get to. I'm telling everybody right now. Everything that's been released beforehand, what's your overall take? We haven't had a chance to talk about it. Sure. And I think you set this up really well because this is a civil case. This is a defamation case dating back to 2015. And what happens in these cases is all sorts of documents are filed by the parties, usually as attachments to various motions. And civil litigation is notorious for parties trying to mark everything confidential. Everybody wants to mark everything confidential and file it under seal. And judges 
generally hate filing stuff under seal. One, because it's a pain for the courthouse staff, but also because there's this thought that if you're litigating, you're subjecting yourself to public access in the courts. You shouldn't be able to do that on the one hand and keep everything secret on the other hand. But for whatever reason, there were troves of documents that were marked confidential and filed under seal. And basically what Judge Loretta Preska has ruled recently is that many of those documents either weren't confidential in the first place, aren't confidential anymore, or don't require, don't merit continued sealing and they're being released. That seems perfectly appropriate to me. And, and also one more thing to add to that. I mean, I, this was a litigation between two people who were saying each was lying, right? And so I take right. a lot of this with what we're hearing with a grain of salt, right? These are allegations. I don't see it as, oh my gosh, now we have the proof of who was on the island, who was participating. I, I don't see that connectivity. I don't see this spurning criminal investigations and, and prosecutions now um, because, A, I don't think there's you have that, but B, if that was the case, we might not have seen the release of all this information. I agree with that for two reasons. One, most of what we've seen is not a firsthand account of anything. We see a lot of this person heard from another accuser that these people did something. So that's not automatically credible in any event. But also, I haven't seen any really tangible allegations of affirmative misconduct. This person had sex with an underage female, you know, some sort of very graphic, very tangible allegation that could be used in that way. Talking all this Jeffrey Epstein related litigation, this civil lawsuit, let me just take a second to mention our partner and sponsor of this video, Morgan & Morgan. We are so happy to be with them because Morgan & Morgan is actually the largest injury law firm in America. That's right. Three million people call them every year. And what makes them so unique is how easy they make it for their clients. They have completely modernized the process because you submit your claim, you sign contracts, you upload documents, and you talk to your whole legal team all on your phone. That's it. An attorney is going to review your case in just eight clicks. By the way, I mentioned team. They have 4,000 support staff that can help you too, which is just incredible to think about. And in terms of price, you only pay them if you win. There's no upfront fee. So if you're injured, you could submit a claim at forthepeople.com slash LC sidebar or by dialing pound law. That's pound 529 on your phone. All right, let's get back now to this Jeffrey Epstein related civil case. Could this all have very well happened? Sure, but let's break it down. We're going to start right now with Sarah Ransom. This is an accuser. She wasn't part of the legal proceedings in the civil lawsuit, but she provided testimony about Ghislaine Maxwell being on Little St. James Island, Epstein's Island, at the same time that Virginia Giuffre and other accusers were there, even though Maxwell had said under oath that she was hardly around. Um, and by the way, Ms. Ransom actually submitted a victim impact statement during the sentencing phase of Maxwell's criminal trial. But now, in all of these newly released documents, one of the most significant things are the photos. There are all these photos that have come out. And I will tell you, they seem to line up that Maxwell was on the island and all of these young girls were on the island, including Ransom. What do you make of the photos? I, I think they support what we already know, which is that there were bad things going on on this island. 
um, and and that Maxwell was involved, which I think we already know, uh, and that there were a lot of young girls there for, you know, bad reasons. I, I think it supports that. And, and the fact that Maxwell is not so honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, she and Epstein were obviously up to no good and dishonest about it from the get-go and remained dishonest about it, to no one's surprise, I think. Let me add a little bit more context uh, to Ms. Ransom here. So in a uh, 10-hour-long deposition, she gave insight into how things were run on this island and why the girls were there. She said, quote, I would just like to clarify, body massages meant sex, okay? That's like a key word for sex. So as soon as you stop having sex with Jeffrey and his friends and his girls, you're out because otherwise there's no reason for you to be associated with Jeffrey because you're just there to have sex with him. She also testified that Maxwell ran the house like a brothel with girls on rotation for the purposes of giving Epstein sexual massages each day. She actually said in a deposition that there was a constant influx of girls. There were so many girls. And she also provided testimony that linked Maxwell directly with Epstein, saying that she was his right hand, that she told the girls that, uh, that they had to listen to her, that she was called the mama bear. So again, like we said, not only showing that Maxwell wasn't being transparent, but I thought this was interesting because it definitely gave a little bit more context to understanding what happened. Yeah, it gives more context. It's really gross, obviously, what she's describing. You could might question the credibility of this witness. I don't know how much we know about that, what her ulterior motives might have been to testify in that regard. But it does seem to line up with what we've been led to believe about this island. It's consistent with other allegations. It's consistent exactly. with what we've heard of from other exactly. accusers. But now let's talk about the biggest bombshell. This is the one that everybody's been talking about and the most controversial in terms of credibility. So one of the big revelations to making headlines is that Epstein may have secretly filmed his celebrity friends having sex with underage girls. So Sarah Ransom made that allegation in emails with a reporter for the New York Post back in 2016. She said that a friend of hers slept with former President Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, billionaire Richard Branson. Quote, thank God she managed to get a hold of some footage of the film's sex tapes, which clearly identify the faces of Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Branson having sexual intercourse with her. Frustratingly enough, Epstein was not seen in any of the footage, but he was clever like that. When my friend eventually had the courage to speak out and went to the police in 2008 to report what had happened, nothing was done, and she was utterly humiliated by the police department where she went to report what had happened with Epstein, Clinton, Branson, and Prince Andrew. Now, Miss Ransom later retracted those claims. Yeah, she told the reporter that she wanted to, quote, walk away from all of this. In an email, she said, quote, I shouldn't have contacted you, and I'm sorry I wasted your time. It's not worth coming forward, and I will never be heard anyhow, and only bad things will happen as a consequence of me going public. This will just create pain for my family and I, and they, and they have already helped me pick up the pieces once again. I can't ask them to do that again. Now, just to add a little bit more context to that, in 2019, in a New Yorker article, Ransom added that she had invented the tapes. Why? To draw attention to Epstein's bad behavior, to make him believe that she had evidence that would come out if he had harmed her. So it was kind of blackmailing him. So with all of that description, how should we be thinking about these tapes, Rich? 
Okay, well, for, first of all, all of that goes to the credibility issue I just mentioned. The fact that this person had one story and then retracted it and then said something different. I mean, you have to, you have to take with a grain of salt what she had to say. Obviously, the prospect, Jesse, that there is video footage of any of this is tantalizing to everybody who has any interest. I mean, there would be no better evidence of what people were involved, what they were up to, and what went on on that island than video. So, you know, we're, we're all fascinated to see if it actually exists. One would think if there was video evidence, we would have seen it by now, or, or it would be confirmed somewhere else, but you never know. Let, let's keep that in mind. And look, I, I will tell you, you know, I, I haven't seen personally, um, you know, official corroboration of that right but 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 it can also be complicated because if you really parse through what she's saying she felt threatened she didn't say that she made up the tapes because you know to get money or anything like that she made up she said she invented the tapes to kind of keep a uh, 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 an eye out on what was happening but then my our understanding is she actually appeared on good morning britain today doubled down that she's telling the truth says she was forced to retract her, her claims because she and her family were threatened by Epstein and Maxwell and others. Let's play it. They are videos that exist. The people that know they exist, um, I'm sure are very frightened of them being released. So how do you know then that Epstein had cameras on the island? It's no secret that everything was recorded. Multiple victims have come forward confirming my account along with others. I've also seen recordings in his office. What do you make of that now? I, again, I find it positively tantalizing that there might be video evidence of some of this. Now, it seems a little odd to me if she's saying everybody knew this was being videoed. Are you telling me all these high profile people went to this island, had sex with underage women knowing it was being videoed? I mean, were they that Foolish. I find that a little bit well, hard to believe. Well, it was secretly recorded. It's, it was secretly, now, secretly recorded. Secretly recorded, right. I find that a little easier to believe that if somebody set up this kind of island and had this going on, that they might want to record some of it. I could, you know, one can imagine uses for that. You, you mean like um, Epstein, Epstein might have wanted, I mean, again, assuming these tapes exist, assuming she's telling the truth that it was a way to blackmail these people? Yeah, for, for potential blackmail down the road or for protection, if the people tried to turn on you at all, you would always yeah. have that hanging over their head. But, you know, I don't know. He's he's deceased, obviously. Maxwell isn't talking. Um, if the minute we see one of these tapes, we'll know they exist. I thought it was interesting. And look, we, we really don't know. I, I'm trying to piece together what yeah. the, the different, you know, statements from Miss Ransom, because at one point, she had said, I have backed up the footage on several USB sticks and have securely sent them to various different locations throughout Europe with only one other person close to me knowing where their locations are just in case anything happens to me before the footage is released. News Nation reported that. Now, let me ask you, um, again, when you hear that and you hear there's issues of her credibility, and we know that Virginia Giuffray actually backed away from her claims against Alan Dershowitz, it doesn't mean... That none of this happened. It doesn't mean that these people weren't abused by Jeffrey Epstein and high-profile people right. and Glenn Maxwell. But it does 
I think, cast a little bit of a shadow, a little bit of doubt uh, when people are reading this, does it not? I mean, in a sense that there, there's questions here, and I'm curious what you think that effect of that will be once we have all the release of all these, these documents, but you're seeing there's some issues here. Yeah, there's definitely some issues here. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that somebody who would make allegations of misconduct against a specific person would back away from them. It's real hard to go public still. Uh, we've gotten better, but it's real hard to go public with that kind of allegation against a powerful individual. You're attacked in social media and everywhere. And I can see somebody throwing up their hands and saying, I can't do that anymore. I'm going to back down. I, I'm understanding that a story might change over time. Very interesting now that she has shifted and gone back to the story that the tapes do exist. That sort of interests me. You mentioned a high-profile individual. Let's talk about former President Donald Trump. Now, he was previously mentioned in documents that have already been released uh, since last week. Specifically, there was an account of an alleged Epstein victim who said that when she was on a plane with Epstein, uh, they were in bad weather, and Epstein allegedly made a comment, let's go to Trump's casino, uh, you know, divert the plane there. But there's been no allegations of wrongdoing on the part of Donald Trump, including from Virginia Jufre. She never said that she was victimized or uh, assaulted by Trump or anything like that. And Trump said uh, he's been very adamant that he, at one point he was associated or friends with Jeffrey Epstein back in the day, but he cut off contact with him years ago. Except now let's talk about what Ms. Ransom said. So Ms. Ransom claimed that former President Donald Trump had sex with, quote, many girls, including an unnamed friend of hers, Quote, she confided in me about her casual friendship, this is air quotes, with Donald. Mr. Trump definitely seemed to have a thing for her, and she told me how he kept going on about how he liked her, and I apologize for this in advance, her hurt nipples. She also said, Miss Ransom, I also know she had sexual relations with Trump at Jeffrey's New York mansion on regular occasions as I once met Jen for coffee just before she was going to meet Trump and Epstein together at his mansion. Now, in response to the release of these documents, Stephen Chung, a spokesperson for Donald Trump, told Newsweek uh, this past on Monday, quote, these baseless accusations have been fully retracted because they are simply false and have no merit. Uh, what do you make of this? So I go back to something you said at the beginning of this discussion, which is simply the fact that a name pops up doesn't mean that there's proof of misconduct. And we all know Jeffrey Epstein was sort of a high flyer and associated himself with powerful people. And there's no doubt that he hung out with Donald Trump at a time. There's no doubt that he hung out with Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew and maybe Richard Branson. Those are the circles he traveled in. Does it mean that every one of those gentlemen went to his island and had illicit sexual relationships with underage women? No, it doesn't automatically mean that. Uh, it could be that they were associated with him or knew him or socialized with him, but didn't do that. That is certainly a possibility, but it, it does get you thinking. Um, and you know, it's and in fairness, it's not so far off script with what we already know about the former president that he would have engaged in conduct like that.
Well, I tell you what's problematic for Miss Ransom's account is that in one email, she tells, uh, I believe it's the New York uh, Post reporter, uh, that she says she'll make sure neither Hillary Clinton nor Donald Trump gets elected. And she called yeah. him a pedophile. But, I mean, that, that adds to the problem of credibility, I think. That adds to the problem of credibility. And, again, she's not really, te- she's not really saying that she saw anything directly. She's reporting things she heard from other people. And, you know, it's hearsay. It's multiple levels of hearsay. It's what she's saying she heard another person say. And it becomes sort of very, if it was in in court, I'm not even sure it would be admissible as testimony Mm -hmm. because it lacks some fundamental credibility. So everybody knows that Rick Schoenstein is a great lawyer, and as we go through all of this, uh, he always presents great defenses. This is a defense that I have to ask you about, and it concerns Prince Andrew, Duke of York. And we know, we've, we've talked about the allegations against him before. Virginia Dufresne claims that she was trafficked to Prince Andrew by Maxwell and Epstein. He's always maintained his innocence, even though there is a photo of them together. Um, and we can always, we could do a whole show on that. But Here's where things took a wild turn in these new documents, because we saw some of the defenses provided by Maxwell's lawyers in this defamation suit. They say that, look, Jufre claimed that she was assaulted by Andrew in a bathtub, but the attorneys argued that the bathtub was too small to even enjoy a bath in, let alone have sex. So that was an interesting defense. What would you make of that one? There's no way he could have done it because the bathtub was too small. Well, you know, when I was a young person, I found use of some pretty small places. <laughs> oh, we're, so we're, we're learning a lot about Rich on this sidebar episode. Yeah, I don't want to go to I don't want to go to any details here, but I, I, I just you know I would have to see the space. Uh, I, I I don't know a bathtub too small to have any kind of intimate relations in. I, I don't really buy it. That. That seems to me to be not the frontline defense you would want to make if you were accused of that kind of thing. I had to point that one out. That one just stood out to me, and I wanted your perspective on it. So, our, you know, Rich is not going to be arguing any kind of defense like if that. that but... if, uh, if the bath wash does, if the bathtub doesn't fit, uh, the claim <laughs> is a wash. There, see, just came up with that. He didn't even know I was going to talk about yep. that. So there you go. Uh, by the way, uh, Jufre had filed a lawsuit against Prince Andrew. It was Andrew. It was settled out of court for millions of pounds back in February of 2022. Um, let's now go to another aspect, um, because this actually came out a few days ago, but I think it kind of ties to what we're talking about here. So we know uh, that there was no footage, secret or otherwise, of any sex acts that's ever been publicly and officially acknowledged or released, but we know that the FBI went into Epstein's mansion in New York in 2019 taking photos of evidence but the actual physical evidence wasn't taken at the time. No, FBI Special Agent Kelly McGuire testified back in 2019 that agents had found a safe with CDs, computer hard drives, money, jewelry, passports. But McGuire explained that they didn't have a valid warrant to actually take the evidence. Now, according to McGuire, the FBI comes back with a warrant. The evidence is gone. It vanished. Come to find out, uh, McGuire says that it was later returned by the executor of Epstein's estate. FBI says everything is accounted for. Now there are calls after all of these documents, documents are being released. We should all see what this physical evidence is. Should it be rich? Should it be released? Should we release it all? I don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't release all pieces of evidence that law enforcement look at in any criminal investigation, right? We, we look at 
we, we look at evidence that's used as part of a prosecution, or if you're prosecuting someone, the defense has a right to access the evidence, but we don't automatically get the FBI's work product every time they do an investigation, nor should we. So I don't know that it should be released. Um, I'd like some more details on that story, though, because that's sort of an unacceptable chain of events that you describe. Yeah. The evidence is there, then it's not there, then it's returned. Oh, golly, uh, they returned everything. I mean, I'm, I find it suspicious. Talk about suspicious. Let me tell you about something else that happened in this document dump. Um, and I actually believe this was the first exhibit in the lawsuit. Um, the exhibit said that the claim was that Maxwell and all of Epstein's other employees used a secret server to communicate. The server was called MindSpring. It was supposed to be used by all the household staff. But in fact, Epstein allegedly would use it to ask for things like coffee and orange juice. Um, he used the server. One employee said this, this was ridiculous. Um, and in her lawsuit, Jeffrey's lawyers say that Maxwell only provided some discovery materials from some of her email accounts. They claim that she might be hiding other incriminating information in a secret email account. Maxwell's denied all that. What do you make of this, Rich? Well, that was the second most tantalizing thing that came out of this document uh, reveal. The first was the possibility of video, which would be extraordinary. But the idea that there's a secret server that was utilized there that might have email communications between these people, uh, and who knows what that would show, that's really interesting if anybody could ever find that. Um, if we can never find it, uh, there's not much to do with it. Yeah. What was his, uh, oh my goodness. It's just, I'm not surprised. Like I read it. I'm like, I'm not, not that surprised by it. Um, I wanted to ask you one final point about the documents that are currently released. By the way, we expect one more, at least one more batch of documents to be released. Yeah. And we'll see what that is. But the, in this last batch, there's another document uh, where it seems like both Maxwell and Jufre in this litigation wanted Jeffrey Epstein to be deposed, provide testimony in the case. He opted out out of fear of being prosecuted. Surprised by that? No, I'm not surprised that Epstein did not want to testify about any of this if he didn't have to. So he said he would take the Fifth Amendment and he ended up not testifying. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm interested, too, to see the, the last batch of documents. Uh, yeah. I, I think there is one more. What we haven't seen, the way this was framed originally is we were going to see a list of people. And and that hasn't come out. That and I don't think we're gonna see that. I, I think don't the, think we're I gonna think the see media it. I feel like the media made it more of a list than it was actually right. a right. list. We're gonna get a list of the people who went down there and had the sex with the underage women. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's not there. We're getting a lot of documents that were filed in the course of litigation, which may or may not give us some chestnuts and revelations. And by the way, if you're wondering what Ghislaine Maxwell's take is all on the, is all on this uh, and the release of all this information, so the Independent had a report uh, where her attorneys said in a statement, "quote Ghislaine Maxwell took no position on the court's recent decision to unseal documents in Jufre v. Maxwell, as these disclosures have no bearing on her or her pending appeal." Lane's focus is on the upcoming appellate argument, asking for her entire case to be dismissed. She is confident that she will obtain justice in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. She has consistently and vehemently maintained her innocence. Now, um, I just thought that was an interesting statement, Rich, and we'll leave it here if you have a final thought. Because when she was first arrested, one of our th we were wondering, would she take a plea, testify against all the other accomplices? There seemed to be an effort to 
uh, not implicate other people. Um, the fact that she took no position on the release of these documents, is that telling to you? No, I don't think there's any benefit to her saying anything. She's got an appeal. She may say she's confident in. I think the chances of her prevailing on appeal are pretty low, but I don't know that she has another path out, right? What, what yeah. Even if she knew something about some powerful people, I don't know that that's a path out for her at this point. And either she doesn't want to protect anybody, assuming there's anybody to protect, or she felt that these documents wouldn't really do much. You know, I'm just I'm speculating. And, and, right. And she, listen, she may also feel she's at risk. I mean, don't mm. forget the way that Epstein ultimately perished is itself a little bit suspicious. Well, if you really want to, if you really want to go down a conspiracy, can, well, that's, a, that's another sidebar. We'll, we'll do another sidebar. Maybe we'll do a sidebar on that another day. Uh, Richard Schoenstein, so good seeing you. Thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait to have you back. Always a pleasure. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. We are going to continue to follow the Jeffrey Epstein saga and the release of more documents. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us as we break it all down. Uh, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.